Okay, so if you have Bible with you, Bibles with you, please open up to uh, Jeremiah uh, chapter 18. Last week I finished up an eight-part series I did on the Beatitudes. Um, all eight of those message are, messages are up online. They're free at our church website, thebridgelongisland.com. You can check those out if you'd like to. Um, this morning I want to do something uh, a little bit different. Every once in a while I like to go a little bit outside the box and just switch things up some, you know, if we get ourselves out of a typical Sunday morning rut. Like I mentioned um, a few minutes ago, on Thursday nights we're doing prophetic um, uh, exercise uh, workshop, and uh, what I thought I'd like to do this morning is lead you through uh, one of those exercises, and maybe in the process, uh, whet your appetite a little bit for what we're doing on Thursday nights. Uh, so what I'd like to do this morning is give you a biblical basis for the exercise. Um, I'd like to explain uh, some guidelines for participation, and then we're just going to do it. So if you're open to Jeremiah. Uh, chapter 18, uh, please follow along as I begin reading verse 1. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house, and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the, fo- so the potter formed it into another pot shaping it as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, Can I not do with Israel as the potter does, declares the Lord, like the clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, Israel. So Lord, I thank you for your word, for the truth that's in your word, for the power that's in your word. And I pray for us today, O oh God, that, you, that your word would be alive here, that it would be active here. And that the application of your word would have a huge impact on who we are and our walk with you. Amen? Amen. So today, what I want us to do, I want us to do (laughs) what the biblical prophet Jeremiah did. Instead of just, so so consider, I want us today to be doers of the word. I want us, that's a good thing for church to do, right? For church to be doers of the word, that is a good thing. I want us today to hear God speak to us in the same way Jeremiah heard God speak to him. I'm not raising a pretty high bar today, not right? I think we can do it. If Scripture says that God's no respecter of persons. If he'll speak to Jeremiah the prophet, he'll speak to you and me. Matter of fact, under the New Testament, we have the Holy Spirit living in us. He dwells within us. He just kind of visited the Old Testament prophets. Matter of fact, this ought to be easier for us, in a way. So, so notice what happened here in this text. Jeremiah is a prophet. Prophets hear God communicate to them. One way or another, they perceive that God communicates a message to them. Now, God could have spoken to Jeremiah any way he wanted to, right? A golden fax could have come floating down from heaven and landed in Jeremiah's lap, right? He could have seen skywriting. He could have just heard the audible voice of God speak to him. But that's not what God did. What did God do? He told Jeremiah to go down to the potter's house. He told Jeremiah to observe what was a normal, practical, everyday activity in that culture. The potter was just a 
one of the many craftsmen in town where the, those people, the Israelites, could go and then go shopping. They just went down. He went down to the local shop. God told him where to go and what to look at. And after he looked at that thing, the scripture says, God says to, says to Jeremiah, verse 2, go down to the potter's house, and there I will give you my message. Verse 3 says, so I went down to the potter's house, and I saw something. He didn't see an angel, right? He didn't, the heavens didn't open. He didn't walk into some heavenly place, another dimension. He just saw what you would expect to see at the potter's house. A potter working at the wheel. A normal Typical, average, everyday activity. This is what Jeremiah saw. I saw I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. What else would you expect at the potter's house? And he noticed that the pot was marred in his hand and then he, he reshaped it. And verse 5 says, Then, bless you, then the word of the Lord came to me. He did what God told him to do. He saw a normal everyday activity, and then God's word came to him. I think that's a pretty good outline. I think we can do just that. God had Jeremiah look at a normal everyday cultural activity and then spoke to him metaphorically through what he saw. And what I'd like is for God to do that with us today, right here and right now, with you in this very room. A very practical application of scripture. Jeremiah one twenty two says, be doers of the word. So this morning, we're going to get a chance to practice to be doers of the word. So why should I expect that God would do this for us? Well, because there are other parts of scripture that make it pretty clear that he will. I believe that if we ask him to do it for us, he will do it for us. At least that's the impression I get out of Luke chapter 11. Listen to verses 9 to 13 from Luke 11. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone, not some, not the super spiritual, right? Not just a pastor. Not the prophetic guys who come and fly in from out of town. Not the guys with the books and tapes. Not the one who's on the cover of Charisma magazine or PTO. <laughs> Right? For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, the one who knocks the door will be open. Which of you fathers, and give some context to this in verse 11, Luke 11, 11. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, listen to what Jesus says. How much more? Will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I don't know. I think marrying up these two verses at least says to me, we could be doers of the word, and if we ask God, he'll do for us just like he did for Jeremiah. I don't think I'm taking anything out of context. I think I'm putting it right squarely in context. We have a good dad. And if we ask him for the Holy Spirit, he'll give us the Holy Spirit. So, some guy, that's, that's the biblical basis for doing this. I think i got solid biblical ground to stand on to ask God to speak to us like he spoke to Jeremiah. But I want to provide some 
guidelines, some guidelines for participation. Think of it as a safety net. If I was going to ask you to go on a high wire and do some backflips from, you know, from trapeze to trapeze, it'd be really nice to have a safety net underneath, right? We're going to have a safety net today. Make this a safe place to practice, to experiment, to try new things. Consider 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 1, 2, 3. 1, 2, and 3. It comes right after that great classic chapter on love, that, that treaty on love. Verse 14 begins this way. It says, follow the way of love. And he doesn't put a period there. It doesn't end the sentence. It doesn't belong in the last chapter. This, the beginning of verse 1 doesn't, of chapter 14 doesn't begin in chapter 13. He says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. That's a powerful verse. That's a pretty amazing verse. That tells me that we could put into the same categories having an eager desire for spiritual gifts. That's not an unholy thing. That's not selfish ambition. That's not prideful. Having an eager desire for spiritual gifts, biblical. It also tells me that of all the spiritual gifts, Paul really wanted people to not only eagerly desire spiritual gifts, but especially prophetic gifts. And it also tells me that having that kind of passion and desire, which honestly I have, for revelatory gifts or prophetic gifts, which I think I've shown to you guys over the last couple of years, that that's one of my appetites. It tells me that eagerly desiring spiritual gifts, especially prophecy, falls into the category of following the way of love. I think that's a good thing. Matter of fact, I think if we're doing it right if we're making right application of the word, having an eager desire for spiritual gifts, especially prophetic gifts, we will do it in a very loving way. We'll do it in a way that never violates love. Now, maybe some of you guys have had experience with revelatory gifts or prophetic people in the past, and it violated the way of love. I'm sure they were good people. They were doing the best they knew how to do, but they were wrong. They were, good. They were nice people. I'm sure they were, you know, they loved Jesus. But they were just wrong in this. I believe that the proper application of prophetic gifts comes when we follow the way of love. Now he goes on to explain this a little bit further in the next two verses. He says, for anyone who speaks in a tongue, one of the other spiritual gifts, does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. But they are the mysteries by the Spirit. I love verse 3. But the one who prophesies, the one who's eagerly desired spiritual gifts, especially prophetic gifts, the one who's following the way of love, verse 3 says, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, for their encouraging, and for their comfort. I think that's the role of a prophetic person. They are to strengthen other people when they use their revelatory gifts. They're to encourage other people. They're to be a comfort to other people. So that's our safety net today. We're going to practice. We're going to experiment. We're going to explore. But these are the guidelines. Any revelation that you get from God, I want it to fall into this category. Let it be strengthening. Let it be comforting. Let it be encouraging. If it's not one of those things, then for the sake of today's experiment, we're going to discard that data. We're not going to pay attention to it. We're going to ignore it. Okay? It's not for here. It's not for this setting. We just say, no negative stuff. 
I'll say it as plain as I can. Only positive stuff. If you only see negative stuff, keep looking until you see something good. Okay? Is that fair? Only those things which are strengthening, encouraging, and comforting. Because I want us to be doers of the word. I want us to put into practice what God's word says. So we're going to take a practice that God did with one of his prophets. We're going to ask him, like Jesus said that we should ask, and expect that our Father will give us good things, not bad things. We're asking him for the gifts of the Spirit. We're asking him for fish or an egg. He's not going to give us a snake or a scorpion. Because he's a better dad than we are, at least we know how to do that. And we're going to do it according to the guidelines that St. Paul laid out in his letter to the Corinthians. We're going to see things, we're going to perceive, sense things in the spirit today that only fall into the positive category. Nothing dark, nothing evil. I was talking to a friend just the other day, went and visited a friend. I said, you know what, I don't care what the devil's doing. I don't care what demons are around. I don't care what the strategy of the enemy is for Long Island. I really don't care. I really care what God's doing. I have great interest in what heavenly beings are doing or what angelic beings are doing. I want to focus on what's happening in the realm of light. You know why? Because if I turn the light on in this room, darkness disappears. I want to know what God's doing. I want to invest myself into what he's doing. I want to focus on, on the things of light. I don't want to focus on the things of darkness. And I've discovered this over the years, that the more I focus on light, the more I see of light. And the less I focus on darkness, the less I see of darkness. I know that some of you guys here have seen things in the spirit before. It's not fun to see demonic stuff. It's not fun to see the dark stuff. I don't enjoy that at all. It kind of creeps me out most of the time. So I've asked God. I've prayed and I've asked him, Lord, let me just see the good stuff. And I'm going to ask him for that today too. That we just see the good stuff. He's honored that prayer for me before. I'm trusting he's going to honor it today. Now just one more bit. I want you to be free. Okay? You don't have to do anything. If you don't want to participate today, you don't have to participate today. But you're, you're invited to and you're welcome to. And for those of you who do participate, this is not about performance. It's certainly not about competition. My heart is this. Everybody gets to play. Everybody gets to do the stuff. Everybody gets to be involved. Okay? Sound good? So this is kind of some of the stuff we've been doing on Thursdays. So the first thing I want to do is I want to pray. Lord, come. Holy Spirit, come. Father, you said that if we, Jesus said that if we asked you for the Holy Spirit, you'd give them to us. Father, we ask you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come, fill this place. And Lord, I ask that you would open our eyes, give us eyes to see in the Spirit today, give us ears to hear. Lord, would you increase our sensitivity to your Spirit, that we would become more sensitive to your voice. As it were, Lord, take our spirits now and tune the radio in to your frequency, so we can hear you better. I could just feel the faith level grow in the room with that. So I thank you, Lord. Okay, so the next thing I want is I, uh, I'm going to ask God to have him point out something, any normal, practical, average thing that's in this room, something that's in this room. Just like he told Jeremiah to go down to the potter's house. Lord, I pray for my friends right now that you would have something in this room Capture their attention. Just anything in this room. Just look around. And what do you see? It's going to be like something's highlighted to you. Your eyes just kind of fall on it. Boom. All right. You got something? 
Now, Lord, I ask that you would speak to them about them through that object. Lord, I ask that you, just like you spoke metaphorically about Israel to Jeremiah through the potter's wheel, I pray for my friends this morning, that you would speak to them metaphorically something strengthening, comforting, encouraging about them through the object that you brought to their attention. So you think about that for a few seconds. So just to describe, give you some context on what I mean by that, this pen caught my attention. And it's a blue pen. It has some silver on it. Now, I've, I've trained with some prophetic stuff, so it means a few things to me. So I think God's telling me he wants me to do some writing. Well, that's what a pen is for. Of all the things that could capture my attention in this room, this is what captures my attention. And I know that blue sometimes means revelation. So I think there's some prophetic, revelatory things he wants me to write about. And I also know that silver means redemption. And there's going to be some redemptive quality about it. Just a pen. Just a pen. And he spoke to me in a language that I understand. So let him speak to you in a language that you understand. Speak to your people, Lord. Speak positive things to them. Encourage them today. Do it, Lord. Anybody got something? Anybody bold that would like to share with the rest of us? What you got? You don't have to. I shared this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Our natural tendency is to um, ignore what we sense spiritually. It's just not part of our Western worldview mindset, our Western worldview culture. God will speak to us, and then we excuse it away, we explain it away. And I can help you too. If he pointed something out to you and not sure what it is, or what it means, let me know, and maybe I can help you interpret it. Why don't you come up here, and we can... I'll try, I promise. What'd you get, Anna? <laughs> I'll help you out. What'd you see? That's um, when I look at the... That's a drum, right? Yes. It's a drum. Every time that we, talk, whoever is playing, that when the hands go down, like it was seeing the wave hmm. going and touch everybody, like it was a touch of love. That hmm. people will be touched with love, like knowing that every time everyone, anybody touch that, will send a wave of love and touching nice. people. Very good. That's awesome. Thank you. So you saw waves of love coming off of the drum. Yes. That's pretty good. I don't know. That's pretty encouraging. That's pretty comforting. Anybody here could use less waves of love in their life? I could use more waves of love. Thank you. That's good. Anybody else that got to speak to you something encouraging or strengthening or comforting about you through some normal everyday object in the room? Now we're just practicing here, right? Just practice. Alvin... Alan Iverson said, practice? It's just practice. Come on up, Greg. <laughs> yeah, why don't you come from here? This way we can get you on the microphone. Everybody can. Well, it'd be better if you came up here. Well, I have a recording device up here, so it would be easier. If you you got to go up front, buddy. Come on down. Thank you. I appreciate that.
very, it's very weird that, that you said what you said because when I first walked in from my, to today, that was my first things I, I looked at. You noticed the drum as well. And I was, I, I, I was observing the conga the whole time I was in here this morning. Wow. The entire And it was the pace of the beat that was playing. Yeah. It was like a boom, boom, boom. And I, that, that's all I kept hearing, and I kept focusing on that. I mm. do not know what it means. But that's what I was focused on. Well, how interesting. Thank you, sir. So there's only a couple, of, a handful of people of us today, and the first two people both saw the same thing. I don't know. That's interesting to me. Just mathematically, statistically, that's interesting to me. That sounds like God. Come on down, Jen. What did you see? What did God point out to you? Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but... Um... God showed me the drum, too. <laughs> really? You also saw the drum? Yeah, but completely different. Mm -hmm. I saw the colors mm -hmm. in the side of the drum. See how at the top and at the bottom of the drum it's dark? Right. And it looks like the dark is closing in mm -hmm. on the light part? Well, God showed me it the opposite way. Wow. That it's actually the lighter middle part that's spreading out to push out the dark, as wow. opposed to the dark being allowed to come wow. in and yeah. close up. Very cool. So. so three people, three see the drum, and you notice that the drum was in was kind of seeing that the light was overcoming darkness. That's good. Very good. Anybody else would like to share? Anybody else? Come on down, Don. <laughs> Go down, huh? Go down, huh? <laughs> I saw this thing. I don't know what it is. This the the white, white thing. background. And uh, the Lord, I think, is saying to me personally, See how the purple shining through there? Mm -hmm, the purple on the on the white background. And the light, the white light also. Mm -hmm. is light shining through me. Well, not just me. So, but so, all of us. so you're saying that you, what God mentioned to you is that um, just like the light shines through that that display, uh, the white and the purple light, that's what's shining through you. Mm -hmm. That's good. Now I know from some of our training that white light speaks about purity. I think it also can refer to the presence of God. Purple usually means levels of authority. You know? And what I know about you is that you're a prayer warrior. I think what that's saying is that when you pray uh, with the authority, you know, you have authority to pray. And it changes things. Light shines when you do that. That's good. Awesome. Anybody else? Anybody else want to want to share what you got? Come on down, Jules. A worship leader extraordinaire. <laughs> um, actually, what what stood out to me were these spotlights. It's just kind of short, but yeah, and like how they're um, focused. So it, it made me think of the Father's heart mm. and how He wants the focus to be on Jesus. Mm. So He was just encouraging me to keep putting that focus on the Lord. Yeah. So you notice the spotlights, which are in a new yeah. place today, right? They've never been there before. I didn't before. even notice, no. I... Yeah. And so you see them in their speakers here by having a focus on God. That's good. That's awesome. That's easy. That's fun, right? I mean, you can, you don't, I mean, you don't need me to do this exercise, right? You don't even need to be in church to do that exercise. You could be anywhere and you can do an exercise like that. And look at that. You came to church today and God spoke to you. How awesome is that? That's pretty cool. Now let's do it again. Let's do, <laughs> let's, let's do it again. We're going to change it up a little bit this time, though, okay? So, when I, Lord, I, I, again, we ask you, Lord, um, direct our attention. 
point out something to us in this room. Some normal, practical, tangible, everyday thing. You, you, you get our attention on something. So just look around the room. See what, what God brings to your attention. Okay. And now that you got something, could be anything. Anything that's in the room. God can speak through anything. Believe me. If he could speak through me, he could speak through anything. If he could speak through Balaam's donkey, he could speak through anything. Right? He could speak through anything in this room. So you got something? Now, Lord, I ask that you would speak to us about our church. I ask you to speak to us about the bridge through the thing um, that you brought to our attention. Speak to us, Lord. Speak something (laughs) strengthening. Speak something encouraging. (laughs) Speak something positive and encouraging and comforting to us. The thing that you brought to our attention. Thank you, Lord. Just like you spoke to Jeremiah about Israel through a potter's wheel, Lord, I ask that you would speak to us about the bridge on Long Island through the thing that you bring to our attention today. Come on down, John. What'd you get, bud? Well, I was, when I got here, I noticed... Um, the, the drum set didn't have any symbols on it, you know, and that, you know, it, it seems like a negative thing, but then it brought to mind the scripture as we're going this exercise about how if we, I, I'm not, I'm not going to quote it verbatim, but it's like if we don't have love, we're, you know, and we, we yeah. act, we're like a clanging symbol, so I, wow. I think it's kind of prophetic that I think there's a change happening that we're not just wow. going through the motions and, you know. That's that good. Love that's, is on the increase. That's really good. That's the beginning of chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians. So the, the fact that there were no symbols on the drum today spoke to you that, that we're not a clanging gong or a clanging symbol, but, that, um, but just the opposite, that, that there is love in this place. That's encouraging. That's really good. Thank you, John. I didn't even notice that. I didn't even notice that the symbols weren't on there. Wow. Anybody else? Anybody see something? Come on down, bud. Come on down, Sal. Had the ladies before, and now we got the men. Oh, we did have Greg before. You're a man, buddy. You're a a Jet fan, but you're a man. Um, So what did you see, Sal? I kept focusing on that drum. The drum as well. Well, this drum. That drum. Yeah, the color drum. What came to me was not only the person playing the drum sometimes has to keep the beat but he has to set the beat hmm. and that's what I see of this church wow. we're setting a new beat wow. a new rhythm Amen. new beat, a new rhythm oh, that's good isn't that interesting, how many people noticed the uh, drums today very cool who else would like to go, anybody see something Something in this room stick out to you? God wants to say something encouraging to our church through it. That's Trish. Kind of weird because I, 
<laughs> I'm looking around and everybody seems to be noticing the drums and the obvious stuff. It's a little radiator next to me with this little wire coming and snaking through it. Mm -hmm. And that's what it came to me as. It's like the wire's like a slow snake moving and that's the way our church is. And the way it's bent is it came up and over as if, you know, there was a slow curve and then made a total turn. And it made me think of that's the way the church is over the last couple of years with all the changes that we've had. Mm. But now that it's going the other way, kind of like what Sal said about setting a new, mm -hmm. a new way, it's going straight and it's not bending anymore. And wow. it's continuing. And I think that that means we're going to more, do more settling and growing and that the, the harsh, you know, total 180 change that we had is, is going the, away from that now wow. that we're settling in. That's good. So. So you just noticed a wire that was running along the wall, and what it said to you is that, I mean, first the wire had some bends in, some, some yeah, twists it, in it. It becomes a slow curve, and right. then it went totally around the other way, right. and started going this way. And so it had some, it had some significant bends in it, but now it's going on, you know, something that's more straight and, and less uh, radical changes. So. Right. But as if it's, it's, it's going to keep, like, obviously the wire would right. give you the image of a snake, and that the snake was just growing. Right. That's good. I like that. That sounds pretty good, right? Less twists and turns, less radical changes, something that's moving forward. That's good. I like that. That's encouraging, too. Anybody else see something? Come on down. What did you see, Jen? Um, the picture behind you mm -hmm. of the hands. Right. Now, usually when I see it, it looks like helping hands to me, but that's today I don't a, see it that way. That's how it will go? Yeah. Um, the word that keeps coming to mind is strength. Mm -hmm. I see how strong the two hands are. Yeah. That's not a gentle grip. Right. It's not just, oh, here, let me help you. Right. It's, come on, I got gotcha. you. Right. And uh, what's standing out to me is the strength behind it. And, and what I'm starting to get from staring at it and thinking about it is that we have been through a lot lately. Mm -hmm. And maybe we feel because we're small, we've been weakened. Mm -hmm. And we're not as powerful as we think we should be. But we are. Wow. God is here, he's with us, and he is the strength, no matter how small our numbers are. Wow. Wow. That's really good. That's a powerful picture. Right. A logo up behind us, and there's two hands clasped firmly together. You know, it, sounds, it looks to me, you know, it's kind of paraphrase what you said, that it seems like God's got a firm grip on us, and that we, we are firmly connected uh, to each other. That's a good thing. And it's not a weak thing. It's not a, I mean, it's a pretty, you could tell, tell by that photograph that's a firm, you know, strong grip. That's good. Anybody else? Come on, well, Anna. Now Anna has to. Now Anna, Anna has to. I saw the picture. You saw the picture as well. And what I saw was just like, the word that came to me was a strong relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Strong relationships, yes. yes. Very nice. I like that. Same one. Same picture. And you're so strong relationship. Yeah. Come on down, Maria. I have the blue lights. The blue lights up yes. there. Yes. I felt like the light was coming down. I felt like our body. Oh. And I felt like it was God's favors. God's God grace. God's favor and grace. Ooh, very nice. So, so the blue light, and you felt like it was God's favor and His grace shining on us. That's good. That's encouraging too. I feel better. <laughs> Those are encouraging words. That's good. Very, very good. Come on down. 
Jules, you saw the lights again? Uh, not the lights, but I, I saw, um, you just said focused on mm -hmm. something, so I, everybody's head kind of mm -hmm. just was the focus. And, and the Lord had his hand, and there's a song where it says he puts on us a garland of grace. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, I felt he was saying he knows we're exasperated mm -hmm. and we're tired. And I just see his hand of grace mm -hmm. on all yeah, of us. That's good. Kind of matches up nice with Marie. I just saw God's hand of grace, you know, on us. That's good. There's some good-looking heads in this room, that's for sure. I got the uh, music stand with the holes in it. Uh-huh. I looked around, there's three, but right. the one with the holes in right. it, with the white coming through it, that uh -huh. our worship is holy to him. Wow. Wow. Oh, that's good. It. I like that. So you notice the music stand that has the holes in it. And so, like a, and yeah, kind of, it kind of looks like your shirt too. Do you even notice that? Remember the polka dots. So the music stand with the holes in it that God, that our worship is holy to God. That's good. That's really good. It's a nice play on words. Nadine, that's always a little amazing. She gets applause. She hasn't done anything yet. She hasn't said anything yet. It's always a little dangerous giving Nadine a microphone, but but. I love you. I do. <laughs> you funny. I saw the chair. Uh -huh. I was like, a chair, really? Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> so, um, but what God was telling me about the chair is that these chairs are extremely comfortable. Mm -hmm. They got a big seat. Nice, so big, comfortable they, chair. The big, comfortable chair, and they could hold a lot. Mm. And um, it's a place of rest. A place of rest. Yes, a place to kick your feet up and just relax. That's good. I like that. So he's provided us with a place that we can rest, right? A place that's comfortable, right? A place that can carry the weight. That's good. That's awesome. Those are good chairs. Donna. I saw the speaker. The speaker. Mm -hmm. And the wires. Mm-hmm. Um, Guessing it's plugged in? Yes. <laughs> One of those wires from that speaker is plugged in, absolutely. So, uh, so what does that mean? I think uh, that God is speaking to us, and we are plugged in, mm -hmm. and we continue to stay plugged in mm -hmm. by focusing on Him. Mm -hmm. We'll continue to hear Him. That's good. I like that. So you saw the speaker, and you could tell that we are plugged in, and that God is speaking to us. That's good. That's good. How cool is that? Isn't that neat? And that's easy, right? Now think about it. You can go through your day. You can be at work, and you can do this, right? You can ask God, God, I need you to speak to me. You know, speak to me through something, through anything. Something at work, something at home. You could be driving in your car, driving past something. Lord, just down the road. You could be on the train. Lord, speak to me. Speak something encouraging to me, comforting to me. Speak to me about the day I have ahead. Speak to me about the day i just gone through. What's your opinion on it? Lord, speak to me about how you feel about me. It's been a rough day. I need an encouraging word. Right? I know any time my daughter would call me up and she had a bad day, I love her. My son calls me up. He says he had a bad day. I love him. At the end of a bad day, you know what I want to do for them? I want to hug him. Right? I want to speak something encouraging to them. When work is hard, right? When grad school has been hard, 
I'm not going to tell them, oh, man, you're a terrible, you're a horrible employee, you're a rotten student. No, I say, you know what? You got what it takes. You can do it. Wouldn't it be nice at the end of a hard day? You can go to Daddy and say, Daddy, what do you say about me today? Man, there are some times at the end of a hard day that we could use a little 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3, right? We could use something strengthening, something encouraging, something comforting. I, th- I think we can do this. And he'll do that for us. Right? So let's do this one more time. All right? We'll change it up again a little bit. So, now, I want you to look around the room. Lord, would you have something else? This will be the last time we do it today, right? Lord, would you um, bring something, anything in this room, let something capture our attention. Let something in this room capture our attention. And now, Lord, would you speak to us something strengthening, something encouraging, and something comforting for somebody else in the room? Would you give us an encouraging word, a comforting, a strengthening word, through that thing that you captured our attention with, for somebody else who's sitting in the room right now? Do that, Lord. Lord, so we can encourage one another, so we can bless one another. So the there can be body life, body ministry that happens here this morning. Do that for us, Lord. You got something? What'd you get, Joe? The whole time I'm sitting here, that piano in the corner is just like catching my attention. Every time I look at him, I see the piano. And it's standing upright like a, a ladder, and it's just telling me, follow the steps leading up with mm-hmm. the keys, follow the keys to get where you want to be. Mm, that's good. And do you have a sense that was for somebody else in the room? Everybody. That's for everybody in the room. <laughs> follow the keys. That's, that's good. Who else would like to share? Who sees something in this room that you can communicate something strengthening, encouraging, or comforting for somebody else who's sitting here? Ooh, I raised the risk level a little bit, didn't I? That's, that's the idea of growth. That's how we stretch, right? This is a safe place. I see something, and I know who it's for, but I don't know what it means. Okay, what do you see? See that fire arrow over there? Yeah. Does it say underneath the fire? It says fire extinguisher. Oh, so that's not so good. Well, it depends. <laughs> and who is it for? <laughs> who is it? Julie. For Julie. See, I think that that can be a really good thing. Okay. All right? Now, <laughs> you see, you see that, well, and I mean, this is how it works sometimes, right? Sometimes you see something and you know who it's for, but maybe you haven't figured out exactly what it means yet. So from where I'm sitting, that arrow, it's almost like it's pointing right down on Julie's head. Right? <laughs> And it's white and it's red. Julie, I think that the white part of that is referring to God and the red part is, is, is pointing to anointing. And I want you to know that there's anointing from God in your life right now for him to put out fires that you're just getting tired of dealing with. There are some fires in life that you've had to deal with for a while and he's about to extinguish those fires. And it's a good thing. Amen. That's good, right? <laughs> Thank you, Donna. Who else sees something? I'll be happy to help you too. Who else sees something and you know who it's for? What do you see, Jen? Um, see the, not these lights, the three lights. The lights in the back, those three group lights together hanging? The three lights, it's the white 
Yeah, yeah pretty colorful. I, I know it's photographed, but what it means okay. for Elizabeth. For Elizabeth. All right. Yeah, that's a, that's a great picture. You know, I think the the three lights represent they represent God. That's the Trinity, and there's the sense that there is His light is shining on you today. It's kind of not exactly the same, but there's a sense of that that color that would kind of you know give me a little bit of grace here. I'm only a man, right? So I can only go so far with colors, but the colors you know represent uh, the color of your hair a little bit. And so there's there's and the the warmth, yeah. There. The warm colors, a warm, comforting sense of the color of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, the three lights together that are shining right on top of you today. His light is on you right now. So this is a good season. This is a good season for his light uh, to be on you. And I think the fact that it shines on your head is that he's going to give you um, the wisdom, the insight that you need uh, for the path ahead. So that's good. That's really good. That's awesome. Good word. Who else sees something for somebody else in the room? Yes, Anna, what do you see? I saw that picture of the, the heart. That new picture that Neil drew? Yes, that picture and the heart. And that's for Joe. For Joe? Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think it means? What I saw, I saw that like the Lord is putting him in that place of comfort inside his heart. Uh -huh. Protecting him right. and loving him right now—that's what he needs. That's good. Yeah, that's a great picture. It shows uh, the Lord holding somebody inside of His heart, and that's what you see for Joe. Yes. Joe, that yes. God's—he's got you in His arms, and He's holding you close inside of His heart. He's got you surrounded. He's got you covered and protected in His heart. That's a good picture. That's good. That's strengthening. That's encouraging. That's comforting. Anybody else? You see something uh, for somebody? Julie? Actually, Elizabeth. Elizabeth as well. <laughs> this is your day. <laughs> that vent? So you see that vent above my head, and it reminds you kind of like the trap door on top of an elevator car? Right. And so for Elizabeth, he wants you to know there's a way out, and the way out is up. Yeah. That's a good word. Very encouraging. Anybody else? Anybody else see something for somebody else? All of us could use... Like on the side by the exit there? The, yeah. Yeah, there's some kind of a uh, smoke detector or something like that, or carbon dioxide yeah. detector. One, and, and it's for Anna. And it's for Anna. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting. So we have a sensor that's above the door, right? And that's the thing that caught your attention, and you knew it was for Anna, right? But you're not sure what it means. Anybody else want to join in on this? What do you think that might mean? That there's some protection, right? The purpose of it, there's something set in place for honest protection, right? And the protection is 
this kind of protection is around the clock. It's 24-7, right? It's not like having a security guard that's on duty for three hours a night, right? This is something that lets you know that you're protected all the time, right? And it's white, right? I think it's God that's got you covered. He's got you protected. Anything else? Anybody else get anything from that? Yeah. And it protects you usually from things that are unseen. So when the other characteristics of a sensor like that, right? If it's carbon dioxide, it's something that's invisible, something that you'd never see, but you're protected. Even from the things that you can't see, you're protected. And on most smoke detectors, way ahead of time, long before the smoke becomes um, damaging or, or harmful, uh, the, the alarm goes off and we get warning. And so I think the other thing is that, so for the things you can see and the things that you can't see, you're protected and they'll be warning way ahead of time before any harm could come to you. And it's God that's got you covered. I think that's what it means. That's good, right? That's going to be particularly helpful knowing that, you know, Paul's working, you know, out of town right now. That's a, that's a good word. Very good. Anybody else? We've got encouraging words for ourselves today. We've got encouraging words for the church as a whole. Anybody else have something for somebody in the room? Sal? I got a partial message. Okay, you got something in pot. What do you get? I got a partial message for a person in this room. Okay. I, I think I need your help to finish it off. Okay. <laughs> I'm happy to help. Um, I don't know your name. I'm sorry. Uh, Rich. Rich. So you got something for Rich? The stand. The podium, the podium here? The podium. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. And I know there's more at the foot of there is an iron piece, and I think that's where Tom comes in. <laughs> <laughs> so what you noticed, Sal, was this podium, this this uh, this um, uh, pulpit that we use for Sunday mornings, and it's for rich. And so the things that you this is pretty uh, this is not typical. It's a little bit unusual looking podium, right? And so the things that you notice is that um, it has a really solid base. And I think that, that that's true of who you are. You've got a solid foundation in your life. And that the bars here represent the women in your life, and they're really connected strong together. It speaks about a strong family bond. And you get to be the, the covering on top. It's big. It covers everything. It gets to, you get to be the covering, the protection for your family. But also, you know, to let you know that the purpose of this is for, to have... God's word uh, resting on it. And it's, it's what allows this, what allows you to fulfill the reason for why it was created. And so I think the application of God's word in your life is going to see you come into the fullness of your purpose and your destiny. Sal, that's a good word, man. That's cool. That was good. You feel God on that? I could feel. I could feel God on it. This is pretty good. Was this fun today? A little bit different, a little bit outside the box. Now, again, I just want to remind you, 
you know, you can do this. You can do this almost anywhere, anytime, right? You can do this when you're by yourself. You can do this anytime you come into church, right? You can do this with your kids. You can do this with your family. You can do this at work. And you don't even have to share what you get. Maybe God just gives you some insight and revelation on something, and you get to pray for other people based upon you know, what you sense you know, or what you perceive. You know, we can do this. Anybody have any questions about this? We kind of, I guess we kind of explained it as we did it, right? That makes sense? Okay, let's pray. Well, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that we had opportunity to play today. Everybody gets to play. I thank you, Lord, that we had, you got to play with us. And we could hear from you like the prophet Jeremiah did, and you could speak to us like you spoke to him. Lord, I thank you for encouraging us today, for encouraging us personally, the encouraging words you spoke to us. Lord, I thank you for the encouragement that you gave uh, to the bridge at Long Island today, to our church as a whole. And Lord, I thank you that you could use us to be a source of, of encouraging words one to another. I thank you for doing that. I pray that your word will continue to be alive and active in our lives. Lord, I pray that, um, that uh, you would make us to be more like Jesus uh, through the application of your words. I pray, Lord, that you would <laughs> enlarge the place of our tent, blow up our God box, stretch our box, oh God. Make it bigger and bigger. We know. We've barely scratched the surface of who you are. Lord, I pray. In your mercy and your grace, let us scratch a little deeper. Go deeper into who you are. Show us more. Father, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. I love you guys. Thanks for playing today. I was glad that we could get to do this. And um, you enjoy the rest of your days. You have a little less prayer burden today because the Giants are are not playing. (laughs) But the Jets could probably use all the prayer support they get so you could pray for them. (laughs) I love you guys. Have a great day.